Welcome to Show Me Something Wrong. Where each episode, one of us chooses a movie to watch that the other hasn't seen. The movie is often obscure, usually odd, and always wrong. I'm Dave. And I'm Guy. And today I have chosen the movie, and it's Petey Wheatstraw, the Rudy Raymore classic from 1977. Yeah! <laughs> Alright, smash right into it. Let's get on with okay. it. Uh, like, this film just blew my mind i feel like i got so much to say not enough time to say yeah. it all this was a, this was an overload yeah it was, it was sensory overload i'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed because we we watched it right before recording this yes. this is actually the first one we've done we watched it together yeah. and jumped straight into the podcast so i, don't, I haven't yeah it hasn't quite settled with me yet. yeah yeah and there's just as you said there's so much to talk about there's yeah, like, so much happens in this ridiculous film yeah my mind is a, is a watermelon frenzy <laughs> So, I remember last episode, I think I asked you if you knew anything about Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah. But what is your knowledge of, of Rudy Ray Moore? Nothing. Is absolutely zero. zero. Okay. I have no idea who he is. All right. Well, <laughs> this is quite a strange introduction to mm-hmm. him. This is not his most famous movie, right. Petey Wheatstraw. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm no expert on, uh, on Rudy Ray Moore, but I knew his name growing up because I used to love... Uh, rap music Ooh. growing up okay uh i know you're a you're a bit more of a metal boy <laughs> uh, you're a metal boy <laughs> yeah but i liked i liked rap and he was always referenced in 90s rap okay and my favorite rapper old dirty bastard would make a lot of references to oh, okay. to him in his film dolomite mm. and so i was always like who is what is this dolomite mm. character and who is rudy ray moore but Rudy Ray Moore, he he was uh his he his nickname was the Godfather of of rap, so basically Rudy Ray Moore, yeah, right. Rudy Ray Moore. <laughs> okay, he's not a rapper, but he was a a stand up comedian that mm. released a bunch of records that did really well. Interesting. Um, and then he moved into movies mm-hmm. in the seventies, making in nineteen seventy five he made Dolomite, which yeah. is his most famous role, where he plays a pimp nice. that knows kung fu. And it's fucking amazing. It's like a great all film. No kung fu like, when they're portrayed in movies. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's just so uh, incredibly endearing. Just because mm. he's not a good actor, but mm. he puts in so much uh, energy to mm. his performance and his the kind of insult rhymes that he does throughout his films are mm. just fantastic. Yeah, the film we just watched, like. I didn't. I couldn't tell if it was all the time, but I, mm. I kept clocking like, "Fuck!" He, he just did a rhyme. Yeah, a rhyme yeah. with the last thing he said. So I don't know if it was just like sporadically, or yeah, if he yeah. was always speaking in rhyme. But That's yeah, now good... that you say that, it does make sense. Yeah, mm. I don't. I think in this film, it's not all the time. I can't remember in his other films if it's all the time. But yeah, mm. just every now and then, you're like, "Man, that was a that was quite a good little rhyme that yeah. he did there." Um, but yeah, he he's kind of in recent years had kind of a. A comeback in popularity okay uh he, he passed away quite mm. a while ago but um a few years ago 2019 uh there was a biopic mm. that came out uh of his life story called dolomite is my name right uh based on uh his classic line where he says dolomite is my name and fucking up motherfuckers is my game <laughs> Does ODB also reference that? Uh, I <laughs> that I seems like know. a perfect I, 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 I feel like that would be like a 
a sample that that would get into a Wu-Tang album. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. But yeah, so Eddie Murphy uh, stars as Rudy Ray Moore in this. That's it. I've heard uh, of that Eddie Murphy remake. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't remember when it was from. I've never seen it. But when you told me about this film, Dolomite, in the mm. back of my head, I was like, was that not an Eddie Murphy film? Yeah, yeah. So so the Eddie Murphy film is about making that first Dolomite movie. Right. So it's a, yeah, kind of like the behind the scenes of making that. And it is a fucking excellent film. Mm. It's so good. And Wesley Snipes is in it as well. Hey. It's, he's just fantastic. It, we it's, like Wesley. Yeah, it's it's a really good film. So, yeah, after after this, you should watch that for sure. You should put it on. <laughs> oh but, yeah, I chose Petey Wheatstraw uh, because it's his most completely fucking out of control film. Mm-hmm. So he, he made the, the first Dolomite, maybe the sequel to Dolomite after that, and then this is his third movie. Right. And it's just completely nuts. So the, I think the full title on screen is Petey Wheatstraw, uh, The Devil's Son-in-Law. Is that, that what it says on the screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. Great, um, great title board as well yeah what yeah. is it like is it is it the the, the w and wheat straw is like the devil's trident it's yeah, amazing <laughs> i love that we we kind of instantly open up on rudy ray moore doing a big kind of rhyme introducing himself mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he says the line so he's yeah he's like i'm pity wheat straw the devil's son-in-law and then at one point he's just talking about how great he is and i wrote down the line uh i sit on a tombstone and produce baby ghosts <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah, yeah, from that first scene, we don't even know what's going on yet, but we already know what kind of film is going to be fucking amazing because he's an an incredible, like, pimp suit. Mm. He he looks so good in that first scene. That's it. That opening scene, like, because it's almost like a Baron Samadhi esque character. Yeah. Um, Like the the voodoo priest kind of thing. He's, like, got the hell, the fire around him. Yeah, yeah. And he's doing these weird rhymes talking about the dead. And I thought it was like this, well, obviously going by the the, the trident title, it's obviously a very satanic <laughs> themed movie, but it, yeah. it seemed like a very like odd, like voodoo, voodoo-esque um, yeah, character. It was, yeah, that was my first impression. Yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. like a Baron Samadhi type yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, it kind of opens up like we're going to have like a full-on horror film. Mm. But the horror kind of stuff in this... It's so awful. It happens, but it but it's it's kind of unusual. Mm. But yeah, so once we've got that quick intro with mm. uh, Rudy Ray Moore talking about who he is, we cut into like just the when I first saw this a few years ago, this first sort of scene just blew my fucking mind. Mm. <laughs> so he's talking about his uh being born uh in the middle of like a florida rainstorm <laughs> that's right that's right we have this amazing flashback yeah. with with uh yeah pd wheatstraw's mum under the covers mm. in bed mm. <laughs> clearly pregnant uh with a, a doctor that comes in <laughs> like there's a comment of someone saying she's gonna give birth to an elephant yeah, but she's like obscenely big yeah, yeah like, it's, it's not it's like ridiculous. a pregnant bump it's like there's so much shit stuffed under the duvet <laughs> so yeah his pity witch store's pregnant mum is uh yeah screaming in the the middle of, of uh giving birth mm. the doctor comes in who seems very panicked and yeah you know, not really up for the job. <laughs> he, he gets under the covers and 
We think he's about to pull out a baby, but then he pulls out a watermelon. A watermelon, yeah. Just the first of many watermelon gags in this film. Can, can I, before you continue, can I just like say this? The scene, the characters in this scene, there was just so much shit going on. Yes, it was so nice. overwhelming. You got the the woman with the obscenely large <laughs> belly under the under the covers screaming. You had a woman next to her, maybe the midwife, mm. who. She had a bong in her hand, I think. Oh, did she? She, was, she had a bong in one hand. She was waving a flower, a, a, a towel around <laughs> in the other hand. Like, maybe trying to, like, cool her down. And there was just some random woman on the floor just holding her head. Like, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Kind of <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is going on? And it's then, like so you said, chaotic. she pulls a watermelon out. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on in that one scene. But then, so after the watermelon's <laughs> pulled out, we get just, oh, man. It's just the funniest thing. One of the funniest things I think I've ever seen in a film where these legs, the baby's legs start coming out, but but very quickly you're like, this is not a, these are not baby's legs. Yeah. This is a child of, how old would you say this, this kid is? Yeah, he looks about 10. So she gives birth to a, a 10 year old child yeah. in, in a nappy. He's already, he's in a nappy. So Petey Wheatstraw comes out. And like the doctor slaps slaps the butt of yeah. the kid. He's like, "Hey, that hurts." <laughs> so he's he's born as a ten year old child, yeah. or whatever, however old he is. He can talk, <laughs> and he's instantly enraged. Yeah. Attacks the doctor, yeah, and then attacks his own dad. And he makes a comment about the dad like having sex with the mom every night and, and yeah, bothering yeah, yeah. his sleep. <laughs> it's just it's so amazing and so as you said completely mm. out of control mm. from the get-go and yeah. we haven't even got to the title sequence yet this is all oh. before the title oh, fucking this as well isn't it yeah, yeah. Oh, oh christ <laughs> so we've got that amazing scene and then bang we get like the the amazing theme song that's of this scene. movie mm. yeah the P- we should like i was saying before before we started recording this we should just have it looping Right. throughout this entire episode oh yeah maybe at least for this part when we're talking now should do. <laughs> right, cut the theme song yeah that theme song i, I love uh theme songs in movies mm. uh like and you get you got them a lot in like a trashy 80s horror mm. and exploitation films and mm. i remember one of my favorite ones was um when the Dickies did Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, that's a great it's theme so song. Yeah. And like the Toxic Avenger. Who uh, did the Toxic I Avenger song? I don't know song? who did that, but that's a banging theme yeah. song as well. And I, I used to love those like yeah, yeah. made for film theme so songs. So good, so good. And the Petey Wheatstraw theme song is an absolute awesome. banger. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking great. <laughs> that's one thing in, in all of his films, they all have amazing theme mm-hmm. songs. Uh, yeah, this one's so good. And we hear it a lot throughout the film as well. Which I'm not complaining about that no. at all. It's great. So yeah, we get this the theme song kicking in. We've got uh, kind of like a very weird, kind of disconnected like montage. It's like kind of Petey Wheatstraw's backstory. Yeah. But it kind of doesn't make any sense either. So we have him getting beaten up by some kids. Mm. And uh, he's like really pissed off at these kids. He's like, I'm going to get you all one by one. I'm mm. going to kill you all. And then a, a random guy just shows up and teaches him martial arts like, as we get this title sequence yeah, and theme song. He's essentially Mr. Miyagi, isn't he? Yeah. And uh, yeah, this guy just teaches him Kung Fu, but I could be wrong, but that guy doesn't 
come back into the film, no, right? He's no. totally irrelevant after he's, these He's like scenes. the neighbor or some, some, some random dude that picks his kid up <laughs> off the street. And he's like, I'll, I'll teach you the ways. After, I love it. So he's like taught him all the kung fu. Uh, he's He's got like a sword out at one point, a katana, I guess. Mm. He's chopping up a watermelon <laughs> and then chopping up, I think it was a zucchini like hanging yeah. from a tree or something. <laughs> he's chopping some bricks in half. And then uh, the montage is over and the guy just says, I've taught you all the mysteries of the world. Mm. <laughs> that's it, that's it. And Pity Wheatstraw expresses his uh, his desire to be a comedian. Yeah, out of nowhere. Which also comes out of nowhere, but, you know, we have to have him be a comedian because it's Rudy Ray Moore. And uh, then we get a pretty great flash forward mm. into present day. Yeah. And we've got a now adult Rudy Ray Moore at a club uh, doing... A fucking great set where we instantly cut to him insulting a woman's giant butt. Yeah. <laughs> and then then uh the the woman's husband gets annoyed at him yeah. and he starts tearing this guy apart. And then my favorite bit, so he's he's uh this guy like tries to like talk back to Rudy Ray Moore. And he says to him, hey, I'll I'll have that woman, he points to a random mm. woman in the crowd, I'll have that woman take one of her titties and beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> great. Oh, it's so good. It's so great. Yeah, like that that whole like opening scene, um, it was it was it was a lot to take in. Uh, like the the birth, after the birth, just a little kid getting beaten up random stranger picks him up and like, right now I'm going to teach you karate or kung fu yeah. or something. And then with, like you said, the um, the theme song playing overhead, it's like feeling like whammy wah wah. Like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. <laughs> it's really intense. And then doing like, like, like you said, cutting the watermelon. And then I'm like, at that point, I was like, oh, right. So it's going to be, it's like a kind of like a martial arts blaxploitation film. Mm. And then it cuts the, I don't know, Wow! What, Thirty years later, <laughs> and then he, and then he's like, right? Then he's now a stand-up comedian. And he's like, <laughs> beat you to death with one of these women's titties. I'm like, well, so now he's now he's a now he's a stand-up comedian. And I was like, so so he doesn't want to pursue the martial arts. Like I thought the whole thing was going to be like his revenge story mm-hmm. on these kids for beating him up. But um, after learning all the ways of the world, <laughs> he's actually actually, he wants to be actually I only only want to be a comedian. That's his interest, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now that you you said uh, before, like um, the the guy is an actual comedian, mm-hmm. that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, mean, I didn't know that. I think that's sort of why I I, I chose to do this movie as mm. well. Just the out of control kind of nature of it. Yeah. I think you know the the first two ones we did. I mean, Mad Fox is mm. pretty obvious why we chose mm. that. It's completely fucked and out of mm. control writhing tongue, mm. depressing, d- demented kind of film. Mm. But this is, you know, a pretty light film, very yeah. light film. Yeah. But it's also completely wrong in every way. Oh, it just, it's so out of control well, it was from exactly, start to finish. Yeah. It was exactly at this point after like, yeah, like Kung Fu, then comedy, and then the, the following scene where there's like talking about business ventures. I was like, where the fuck is this film going? What is this, <laughs> what is this film even about? Like, and also we've had this intro where he's like, I'm the devil's son-in-law. So yeah. like, wait, hang on. I mean, how's that connected to makes, any of this? Makes ghosts from tombstone. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just like, what is it? Is this a satanic film? Is it a kung fu film? Is it a stand-up comedy film? Is it a, a business venture film? Like, it's all of those things. Well, it is. It's everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. As you, as you said, we, we move kind of 
uh, abruptly from this oh. comedy set to uh, the villains of the film. Mm. Kind of, well, I say the villains, but they're only the villains for the first half of the movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we meet Leroy and Skillet. That's him. Yeah. Who <laughs> was <laughs> some Skillet. club owners and also comedians as well as we, we found I out I didn't later. even realize that at that point, yeah. <laughs> and I, I love that every time uh, mm. Pity Wheatstraw talks about these characters... He's so insulting, yep. calling him fat, slob, fucking, like, just everything he says mm. about them is so insulting. It's great. One of the uh, the great things about him is his his uh, ability to insult anyone yeah, and everyone. so good. And he's so, like, direct and strong with it. He's like, shut your fucking mouth, you <laughs> son of a bitch. It's like instantly, yeah. instantly destroying people. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's like the kind of thing that would literally, yeah, just, like, cut a man in half. And just, everyone, man, woman, kid, he just comes in, like, entering a building. He's like, get out of the way, you fucking moron. <laughs> It's just, oh yeah, it is great. It's just it's so instant. There's mm. no like yeah, no pause. It's just straight away. Yeah. But anyway, we meet we meet our our villains who are yeah some club owners mm. and uh, they're talking to the aptly named Mister White, who's uh, <laughs> the only white the, guy, <laughs> the villain investor of this other club, who repetitively threatens Leroy and Skillet that if their club doesn't go well. It, he's gonna murder them. That's an important uh, <laughs> he's, he's plot, plot part. Them. Yeah, and uh, but Leroy and Skillet are very confident that their club is gonna gonna go well because mm. no one's touring at the moment, mm. right? Yeah, no one's touring. So end of story. Or is it? Or is it? <laughs> but no, it turns out that Petey Wheatstraw is uh, is doing a show at at a club called Steve's Den. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why, why you find that so funny. I found that very funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, so <laughs> I don't know what city we're in actually. No I'm not good idea. with American cities, uh, but they've gone somewhere on tour to Steve's Den. Uh, we meet Steve, who tells a kind of confusing anecdote about his theories of people and hmm. and uh, and like <laughs> I'm very, I was kind of confused by so about different people shit in different ways. Is that what he's oh, saying? Like, that's so right. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. tell a lot by a person by how they shit. So some people shit and then just flush it. Yeah. And some people shit and then look back at their shit. Yeah. Not really sure what that meant about those people, but but that was his. There was his, so uh, much just like completely nonsensical like dialogue in here that. I was like, what's that? Should, should I be listening to this? Because the audio quality was also pretty terrible, <laughs> and a lot of it, and as well as it being very up. like, like. Maybe like I don't know southern dialect, and I was I have no idea what they're saying. Should I know what they're saying? And then he's just talking about shit. But he's like <laughs> describing the shit with sounds. Well, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, wait, what's what's happening now? Like, is, is he is he talking about? He's talking about shit, isn't he? <laughs> is this necessary to the story? No, I don't think no, so. No, but I mean, you could say that it's kind of hard to judge what is necessary to the story yeah, because there's so many tangents that it, that it goes up. Well, by this point, I still didn't know what the story was about. Yeah. Still I didn't not know what the sure. film I was watching. Yeah. So yeah, after this, this meeting that, that PD has at this club, he, he leaves the club and, uh, he sees that his car is being jacked. Oh, brilliant. And we get a freaking amazing sequence mm. of him chasing the guys 
who uh, who like were trying to steal things from his car. Mm. It's in fast motion mm. for a little bit, mm. which is really great. And yep. then uh, suddenly in slow motion when some eggs get hilariously <laughs> smashed, some guys are like, it's kind of like that old kind of, you know, guys holding a glass yeah. pane, but instead yeah. of that, it's they're holding a giant trough of eggs. They probably couldn't afford a glass pane. <laughs> yeah. I, but, I, I kind oh, of great. thought of it, it was like, the, um, like a Scooby-Doo chasing, you know, mm. when they're going in and out of the doors. Mm-hmm. It was like that. It was like sped up. They had some music totally. going. Yeah, like, yeah. like all running around around the shed yeah that's like, right like a few at, times before like, at one point they're like the two of them are like carrying the car seat mm. right and at one point they scoop a woman up <laughs> who, who and she's like getting carried along as they're, they're running away it's it's yeah Scooby Doo is the best way to yeah. put it <laughs> you imagine that the, was it the Benny Hill music playing on top and we this is when we I think it's the first thing we get to see uh, Rudy Ray Moore show off his kung fu hmm. which is a, a staple of all Rudy Ray Moore films his kind of slow moving kung fu where when we cut to a wide it's like is that a stunt double I think right. it is yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also kicks a guy so after he beats up these guys who's, who stole from his car he forces them to go back to put everything back in the car and he yeah. kicks one of them in the ass <laughs> as they're leaving and it does a kind of boink <laughs> sound effect <laughs> that's right there's so many goofy like sound effects oh, it's yeah. so good it's so great um, also at this point uh, you know P.D. Wheatstraw's friends uh trying to advertise his show that's at steve's den mm. and we have uh i think his name is ted mm-hmm. and ted's younger brother oh, what was the younger brother's name larry right so ted and larry who are two friends of pd wheatstraw yeah, yeah, i guess yeah. they're putting up signs uh, for, yeah, yeah 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 for pd wheatstraw's uh show which are hilariously like homemade oh yeah it's great. They look like they've sort of had the letters cut out of, of uh, so you know, hand painted, yes, yeah. glued together. Mm. It's pretty awesome. So this is where um, word gets around that Peter Wheatstraw is playing in the other mm. club. And our villains of the story, Skillet and Leroy, yeah. get word of this and realize if he plays there, they're not going to make any money. They're mm, fucked. Mm, mm, mm. So Skillet, is this? No, it's Leroy. Leroy. Sorry, Leroy. He's, he, he's, he's the, the, he's the boss. Villain, yeah. He calls up Peter oh, Wheatstraw. Yeah, yeah. This is great, this scene. And he says, like, you know, well, actually, turns out, which we didn't know at this point, but he owes oh, him yeah. money. Mm-hmm. They've got a history. Yeah. Yeah. Which we don't know of, mm. but apparently they do. Beautifully told in the script writing, though. It's just sort of, it's like a little background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know, bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I owe you some money. Well, if you come play at my club. I can pay you back. <laughs> Terrible deal. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, Peter Wheatstraw gives the best um, best reply to that. <laughs> he says, what is that? give me a second. He says, I wouldn't stop my show if you needed ice water in hell. That's <laughs> <Yes>, great. <laughs> so a big fat fuck you uh, to Skillet and Leroy. I love that. Yeah, I've written down here as well, like how he's just instantly insulting yeah. them. And, we, and as you said, we don't know their relationship mm. yet. But he's just like furious mm. at, at these guys. And I think it's it's implied as is it implied that the guys that jacked his car were connected with Leroy? Oh, I, I don't know. I thought, it, I thought it, it might have been implied it was, as I well. It. I also love like when he hangs up the phone, Pity Wheatstraw is like, Why you <laughs> He's just really pissed <laughs> off. He also has the great, great line because uh, he's he's with his kind of his manager, I guess, Nell who's sort of a love interest as well. Oh, she's like the personal assistant. What is she? The secretary or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
who, and she's really into to Petey, but he seems oh, yeah. very uninterested in yeah. it. We have a lot of moments where they're about to do it, mm. and then it kind of gets interrupted mm. by something. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of all worked up about this situation and says the great line, romance without finance is a... <laughs> Wait, romance without finance is a damn nuisance. <laughs> nuisance. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, old mate Leroy mm. is pretty pissed off. Mm. So, he's decided, you know, if if uh, Petey won't bend, they're going to mm. bend him. Ah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Mr. White says you need to you need to sort it out. You need mm, to mm, mm, mm. get people to the club or else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Leroy gets his goons mm. uh, led by a guy called... What was his name? Scarface Willie, I think is his name. Yeah, Scarface Willie. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Who, it's pretty great. This guy is supposed to be quite threatening, right? He's got mm, a big scar mm. down his face. He does look quite impos- imposing when you first see him. Mm. But as we'll see throughout the film, he's probably the most consistently humiliated yeah. character <laughs> in the film. But anyways, uh, Scarface uh, shows up at, uh, yeah, Petey's friend, Ted's uh, The guys place. who are putting the posters yeah, around yeah, town. Yeah. Yeah. So him and his little brother, who's yeah. maybe like, I don't know, like a 12-year-old kid. Yeah, he's young. And yeah, Ted and his brother Larry are having quite a heartfelt moment talking about... Uh, school. Like, yeah, and skipping school. Eating watermelon. Like eating watermelon at the same time. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, the goons come in and in the fight, mm. Larry ends up getting... The little kid yeah. ends up getting shot, which is... It's fucked. A pretty intense it is. tonal shift. It is. From, as you said, there were scenes before that you could have put the Benny Hill music over mm. the top and it would not feel out of place. And then suddenly we're seeing a little kid get yeah. massacred. Yeah. And it's shot and edited quite strangely as I well. I really like the way they did that. Yeah, it's pretty it cool. very odd. It, was, it wasn't slumber. It was almost like stop motion in a way. It was like they had like one frame every like, I don't know, mm. half a second. It's like gun, gun, yeah. gun, 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 as he like fell to the floor. Yeah, yeah. The camera also like, like rotated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very cool. odd. Um, and then, yeah, the little kids are just like there dying on the lawn. Yeah, it's And the goons do a runner. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, all the neighbors come out. He's like, I got the license plate. Let's get these motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a... It is a very unusual shift. Yeah. Kind of, I guess, the only serious moment in the film. Other than the next scene, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've we've got the death of this kid, and then we, we uh, cut into his funeral. Mm. Larry's funeral. And uh, Petey Wheatstraw is in a really great pinstripe suit. Oh, it looks so good. good the costumes... We should take a moment to pause for the costumes. A round of applause well. for the costumes. Yeah. They're so good. Like, all of the... I, I don't know if these were just... This is a low-budget production, obviously. Mm. But um, I don't know if these were just clothes that were lying around that Rudy Ray more liked well, to wear, but they're great. Uh, they're all, like, proper, like, pimp suits. Mm. Everyone's wearing, like, a pimp suit. That's, Everyone has a cool hat and, like, yeah, 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 pinstripe yeah. suits, like, big, big <laughs> collars and yeah. stuff. Yeah, everyone's really stylish. It's like actually, when was this made? This is seventy seven. It's like pure mm-hmm. like seventy disco era kind yeah, of clothes. Yeah, yeah. yeah everyone's so really stylish. <laughs> it's so and that is a stylish funeral I've ever seen in a film. Yeah. It's yeah, it's like it's interesting because it's like I suppose it could be read as like you know kitschy mm. kind of, but it also looks really cool as mm. well. Like they are genuinely awesome yeah. looking costumes. I wish I could pull one of those suits yeah. off. <laughs> I don't think we could pull those off. We're, <laughs> we're far too white. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it would work with us wearing it. But yeah, so we've got um, the funeral, which is interrupted mm. by Scarface Willie and his mates. 
and they take out some Tommy guns and just shoot up the funeral. As they're coming out the church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels like something out of, like, a Godfather movie or Mm. something. It's just, like, a really violent kind of scene. Yeah. And then this is where we finally understand what all the, the Satan stuff is about. Yeah. <laughs> so I got got to got to say yeah, so they shoot up everyone Peter Weishaw takes inc- yeah. like loads of bullets. Yeah, he's all squibbed up. Yeah. Gets blown to bits. So at this point were you like wait, the hero of the film has just been shot. Yeah. What's going on? I was, I was like fuck and the coffin's dropped the the, the mum's dead like the woman, the woman yeah. was singing the priest is dead. I was like fuck it up. Well what's going to happen next? Yeah. <laughs> Well, what does happen next? Yeah, so so Petey's gone down to hell. That's him. uh, And hell is just a a kind of dark, red-tinted room. (laughs) I I love that. I love the hell design. It's completely blacked out. Like a little bit of a pink pink tint on everything. Like a candle in the corner. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So we... So we meet uh, we meet Lucifer, or as his business card says, yeah. Lou Cipher. <laughs> I really love how casual Petey mm. is about this. He's like, "Who are you, man?" Yeah, that's what, that's what he says. Who are you, man? Where am I at? He's like really confused about the whole thing. Mm. So the so yeah, Lucifer gives a a uh, proposition mm. to uh, to Petey. So it's. What what's what's his deal? Do you want to do you want to tell will. us what uh, it is? I yeah, I will. But first, I got to you, you briefly mentioned it, but the whole the loose the loose cipher thing. Mm-hmm. So 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 Satan walks in and gives Peter Wheatstraw his card, mm-hmm. and as you said, he goes, "Who are you, man?" And, and he looks at it, and he's like, "Loose cipher," and Satan's like, "Oh, that's <laughs> because no, that was just a mistake by the printers." Yeah. Like not even like a play on words. It was yeah. just it was a mistake on the printers. It's pronounced Lucifer, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he takes him to hell, and um, and Lucifer cuts him a deal mm. um, in order to uh, to basically be reborn in order so he can take revenge, avenge the death of the kid, um, and walk the stage once again to pursue mm. his comedy career. <laughs> he. Uh, <laughs> He has to marry Lucifer's daughter yeah. and, and, and give, give him, her, a, give yeah, him yeah, yeah. Have, a, have a child. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Peter Weistrow is like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we're in. And then... Until, <laughs> until he sees something. <laughs> so Lucifer says, oh, I hope the uh, you're, not, you're not... What does he say? Like, beauty isn't that much of an issue for yeah, you. Yeah. Shows him the photo. Shows him a photo. The and immediately he's like, he's like, ah, hell no, 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 yeah. no, no. Deals rather, off, yeah. I'd rather be dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So good. Lucifer's daughter is not that much of a looker. Not that we, we we don't actually get to see the picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we don't see her for quite a, quite a while. She mm. hasn't come into it for a while. Anyway, so eventually, you know, Petey agrees to the deal. Well, it's all the Satan mind trickery, doesn't he? You hear, mm. like, the voices coming in, and he agrees mm-hmm. through Satan's trickery. So time rewinds. Yeah. The, the funeral shooting is rewound mm. and kind of pauses there. Mm. You made a very good point when we were watching this where it's like, oh, so they didn't rewind it to yeah. the kid? Yeah, they got like a date before to save the 12-year-old kid. Like, no, it's just <laughs> save the priest and someone else. Like, yeah, weird, yeah. But... but it's quite confusing because time has rewound, but Scarface Willie still thinks that he's killed Pity Waitstraw. Yeah. So I guess... That event still happened, mm. but it's rewound so everyone's alive yeah. somehow. 
don't quite know how the, the logic it was a very of it obvious works. rewind it was like the yeah, but it was like everything went yeah. back into you know like played backwards so mm. yeah that's that's odd not mm. the not the you know there's much in terms of solid continuity here. <laughs> well anyway he's back alive again <laughs> here he is here he is and he's out to get revenge as is ted the brother of larry mm. so this is one of my my favorite bits in the mm. film ted uh confronts scarface willie <laughs> mm. and uh and, uh, yeah, Petey also comes out of nowhere mm. for this confrontation and scares the shit out of, literally That's scares it, the think shit he's dead. Yeah. out of Scarface Willie. And I do mean literally. So he's got uh, Scarface Willie pinned against the wall and he starts pissing himself. <laughs> And then if that's not enough, that's already quite mm. funny. So again, this is what I meant by this character is meant to be quite scary, but yeah. he's just constantly humiliated yeah. throughout it. So then the next scene we have Scarface Willie who's pissed himself and is terrified after mm. seeing the back to life Petey Wheatstraw. And he's explaining the situation to, to Leroy and Skillet mm. and everyone, all the other goons <laughs> and, Le- and Leroy. And Skillet are all sort of holding their noses <laughs> at the smell of him having, we think at this point, just pissed his pants. But then as he gets up to leave, he turns around and we see that he's, he's also shitty pants. Yeah. They're all like waving the air, like, whoo, like covering their mouths. Yeah. Oh, it's so, it's so good. And then they all start to faint one by one oh, from the right. smell. Yeah, fainting from the smell. That's amazing. Oh, it's really great. Um, it's such a good scene. It's one of my favorite parts of the film. We also get. Uh, I love in this film how Satan just calls up oh, Petey yeah. throughout this. Oh, yeah. he's, he's all working telephone. <laughs> yeah, so he, yeah, he calls up Petey and he's like, "Oh, by the way, forgot to mention. Mm. Uh, there's also this cane, mm, the magic that cane. Uh, we've got a magical cane for you. Mm. So that is a thing of Rudy Ray Moore. He he always has a, a pimp cane ah. with a. Do you notice it had a little microphone on the end of was it? Was that a microphone? Yeah, yeah. I, I could see something was obviously taped yeah, on yeah. with like electrical tape. I didn't it, know that was a microphone. It looks a bit worse for wear in this film. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like previously it didn't look that bad, but as you said here, it looks like it's sort of broken like, and like it's been clearly taped, taped on. <laughs> and the tape, like the 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 this tape that, gets, that got wrapped around they don't even like match yeah it's not great <laughs> it's not great <laughs> terribly dumb yeah yeah but anyway so he's got this uh he tells him about this cane he doesn't actually have the cane yes mm. he has to go retrieve it from oh, somewhere i love this soon yeah yeah but before that though uh after this phone call a bunch of the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the goons mm. show up to attack pd at his house and holy shit this scene is so good so pd weedstraw is basically in Little tidy whities or tidy greenies, yeah. I should say, and a uh, and like a like a singlet or something like a green singlet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. basically in his pajamas, and uh, he starts. He really ramps up the kung fu yeah, in yeah, this yeah. scene, yeah. and <laughs> I really enjoyed watching you watch this scene because you're like, "What the fuck's going on?" Because <laughs> Pity Wheatstraw is doing all these like weird kind of moves, yeah. but the sounds that he's making they're not really the kind of cliche mildly yeah. racist kind of kung fu sounds mm. you would normally hear in a 70s film it's like just weird what the fuck are these noises yeah 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 it's very very it was weird. like somebody mumbling whilst mm, like mm. like spilling liquid out their mouth it's really weird it, yeah and I feel like this is the first scene we hear him do that right yeah, it comes back a few yeah, times, and every time, times like, what is this? Yeah, it's, it's extremely strange, but 
very funny. And I also love, like, you know, if you're thinking about, like, a, you know, a great sort of Shaw Brothers kung fu, mm. where it's, like, really amazing kung fu, this is not that. This is kind uh. of slow kicks. <laughs> <laughs> But there's a real charm to it as well. Oh, I yeah. Think. Yeah, it's incredibly entertaining. I love scene. that, like, one of the guys, he's approaching the girl, um, Nell, is it, the assistant, mm. and he's got the machete, and he, he's got her, like, backed up into the corner, and she's that she screams, and he just fucking, like, slams the machete into her table. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even kill, he just, like, turns around <laughs> and fucking slams the table in half. I think my favorite bit is where there's the guy on the roof and he just sort of flings <laughs> him the off the roof. Who the fuck is that? It's like a random dude. Crawling around the roof. Yeah, the pity witch draw throws him off the roof, then jumps off after <laughs> him, making all those kind of crazy sounds as he does it. Mm. It's a it's a crazy scene. And then it's followed up by a, just such a baffling, jarring mm. scene change where mm. we're suddenly in a cemetery. I love that's so good. There's a guy, a drunken guy, just wandering around yeah. the cemetery who is completely in- incomprehensible because mm. um, he's supposed to be drunk, I guess, but we don't yep. know what's going He falls into an open grave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it goes on so long, you're like, what the fuck has this got to do with anything? Yeah, yeah. And then Petey Wheatstraw and his mate mm. Jimmy show up and they're there to look for the, the cane, yeah, the yeah, magical yeah. cane. But like, I was... I was honestly, I've seen this film before, but I was so confused by this scene. Mm. I actually thought Rudy Ray Moore was playing a different character in this scene because <laughs> right. it's just such a weird mm. shift and change. Can um, I can I jump in a second? Of course, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that graveyard scene because so Satan said like the magic the magic cane is in the graveyard, mm. right? And then so we do the I totally the forgotten that when we were watching it. That's why I was so confused. Uh, like, huh? <laughs> and it's like right, so we cut to the graveyard scene. We have the opening shot of like the outside the night. But already it's like it's like church organ playing. It's like yeah. and you hear like wolves howling and stuff. So they get the perfect like spooky graveyard setting, like <laughs> aesthetics in there from the get go. And then you look at the graveyard and it's just like this kind of like open <laughs> yeah. lot in between two buildings. <laughs> like you can clearly see like a chain fence and the house next door. And there's all these like shitty handmade like gray yeah, like tombstones. Yeah. That's great. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and why the fuck is there an open grave? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Doesn't and when the guy falls in, Pity Wheatstraw just finds it hilarious and he's like, Oh, let's bury him. <laughs> the guy falls in and he starts like groaning and so with the church organ and the the wolves howling and this guy like screaming from the grave it's like pure horror aesthetics yeah, yeah. and he's just like <laughs> kicking mud kicking <laughs> so good oh, i fucking love it all right so he's got his magical cane which is oh, going to be very important which was wrapped in pink satin oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> important detail yeah, i like that i like that detail but yeah super important mm. p- point that he has his cane there mm. so then we're we're back to leroy he's setting up the the club uh, it seems to be going well uh, mr white shows up to check mm. it out mm. again threatens to murder <laughs> threatens to murder leroy mm. and skillet if it doesn't go well uh, and then we we go back to the other club. What was it again? I forgot the name that I found really funny. What was it? Oh, uh, Pete's know. Den. What, is that what it was it? called? Maybe. Something like could that. Have been, could have been. So we go back to that den and we get... Oh, fuck, mate. This is probably... This could be my favorite scene of the whole movie. Uh, so we're, we're back to the other club. The club <laughs> where um, Petey Wheatstraw is going to perform. And... Uh, 
this woman's come in to audition oh, yeah. for the, the club. What the fuck was that about? It's very random. So she's just up on the stage yeah. singing a cappella. Yeah, it's horrible. Her piano piano player got lost or something. She says like yeah, some yeah, weird yeah. yeah. And and it's 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 awful. Mm. And as you said, what's all that about? It's got nothing to do mm. with the scene. It just adds this layer of insanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While this scene's playing out, we've got this horrible singing going the whole time. So we're in the club and Petey Wheatstraw's cane starts vibrating. That's it. He gets the the, the sense through the vibrations yeah, yeah, of the yeah. cane, doesn't he? And he, he follows the cane into the bathroom where yeah. he finds a stick of dynamite. It's like a time bomb. A thing. time bomb, which is ticking loudly. And as you, you pointed out when we were watching it, it's got like a paper clock <laughs> it's like, it's kind like of cut out from made. some A4 paper yeah. stuck to it. And uh, I love Rudy Ray Moore's performance in this. It's so funny because... Mm. Rather than sort of handling it like a kind of heroic sort of character, he just <laughs> runs out with this dynamite, like kind of in a mad panic, yeah, yeah, yeah. freaking out. And uh, yeah, so that he's running around with this dynamite while that woman's still yeah. singing. It's, yeah, she it's never stops. So though, funny. She? It's so good. And eventually he, th- <laughs> he throws the dynamite outside and it lands well, into a oh sorry can, can I say before he takes it outside he like he throws it in the club that's right yeah he, and he, he like, throws it he chucks it and it lands like and within a happens. meter yeah. radius and everyone kind of like ducks for cover but they're literally a meter away yeah. from this like block of dynamite yeah. and then and then they're all just like oh it didn't go off. Did, yeah. And then he picks it up again oh, and starts, starts panicking ticking, again. Yeah. <laughs> starts ticking again. Yeah, yeah. That's odd. Oh, it's so good. I was like, why isn't anyone fucking running or hiding? They just like yeah. threw it on the floor and then like sh- showed their back to it. Oh, man. It's so good. But yeah, he, he ends up taking it outside. He throws it mm. into a truck full of watermelons. That's it. Which explodes. Like, what a great... Oh. What a great ending to that. It's incredible. That was great. And as all the uh, the pieces of watermelon fall down as they impact on people. Yeah, there's like little so organs like, yeah. <laughs> as, they, as they hit people. Oh, it's fucking great. It's so it good. So at that point, he's like, all right, we need to take care of Leroy. Mm. That, that's the last straw. Yeah. This whole dynamite incident. <laughs> Not just murdering the child. Like, that... You know, this is the final straw. Uh, so Leroy's opening is happening at this point oh the scene was such a headache <laughs> fucking hell it was so disjointed i think this along with like the the weird kung fu noises this mm. scene was the most like stressful to get through <laughs> yeah, for me it's pretty full-on yeah it's yeah it's not that so we we see a band playing and it's not that the band is a bad band they're probably mm. quite good but as you said it's very disjointed the way it's edited almost yeah. like Almost like they're taking the sound mm. from each, like, close-up. Mm. So, when we're on the trumpets, we're kind of mostly hearing yeah. the trumpets. And then, to a wide, it's suddenly loud again. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. all a little bit out of time. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the way it's cut, they're not cutting, like, at the end of each musical bar. So, things, mm. like, jump in, like, in mm. the middle of a previous bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's... Oh, it's, it's very, like... Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty intense. So... So, Petey and Jimmy have shown up for the opening night. Can I just say at one point, sorry, sorry, yeah. back to the band. There's so, there's so much, isn't there? There was the woman, like, playing the keyboard and the trumpet at the, trumpet. the same time. <laughs> I forgot about that. Like, I was great. like, how's she doing? She's got the keyboard on my hand, trumpet on the other. Like, yeah. oh, this, this woman's great. <laughs> yeah, so, carry on. <laughs> so, yeah, Petey and Jimmy show up in disguise doing Jamaican accents. That's it. And it's, it's I mean, it's not really... the. 
their disguise is nothing. Like, they're mm. wearing just the normal kind of yeah, outrageous yeah. costumes they would normally wear. That's what Scarface gets oh. his next insult. Yeah, I fucking love that insult. Did you write it down? Yeah. It's so good. Well, that's it. Like, so Scarface kind of recognizes him and he's like, oh, well, don't I know you? Yeah. And he, he, he pulls the Jamaican card, or, mm. you know, says, no, he's not He's not him. And then he goes, out of, what do you say? Out of my, out, out of, of my, my way, way, scratch face, son of a bitch. <laughs> scratch face, son of a bitch. It's just, it's like kind of a gentle insult in a way, but it's also kind of cutting. It's yeah. quite harsh yeah. on this poor guy. This poor guy with a disfigured face. <laughs> yeah, poor scratch face. <laughs> oh, man. So, Pity and Jimmy are in the audience, uh, sort of, you know, watching the show as it happens uh this is the point we find out leroy and skillet they're not only club owners they're also incredibly shitty comedians mm. so they they come out on onto the stage leroy's in a outfit that really What's distressed with me. their outfits it's so weird yeah they're in these kind of weird silk kind of outfits yeah. but leroy has what looks like a giant safety pin yeah. hanging off his crotch yeah and it they were kind of like matching outfits as well and they're both like big kind of guys and the only way that I could really like describe it would be like Tweedledum and Tweedledee costumes that's a very good comparison actually (laughs) they're kind of like big and bulky like clumsy dudes uh, and they got like the suspenders and stuff yeah Yeah, it's very Tweedledum and Tweedledee-ish so they're kind of like a a little double act kind of like Abbott and Costello kind of double act going on Uh, Mr. White's in the crowd with his wife, Mrs. Mm. White, and uh, Mrs. White's sister as well. Friend for, White. For no reason, yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so uh, Petey's cane starts controlling oh. what Leroy and Skillet are saying. And uh, he starts making um, them say, like, insulting things yeah. about Mr. White and Mrs. Yeah. White. Kind of like, I don't know, I feel like the audience kind of overreacts to their comments. They're yeah. Not, they're not that bad. No. No. <laughs> and then one of the best things in the film happens after this. So a singer comes out to perform after mm. Leroy and Skillet leave. And again, he uses the cane. And uh, <laughs> he uses the cane to fuck up the singer's voice. <laughs> so the singer's like singing quite well. And then suddenly she's like, whoa, like, does like this kind of yeah. toad voice. Yeah. And then her wig flies off. Shoots up. And her clothes, like, fly off as well. And it's so... It's really harsh. This woman has nothing to do (laughs) with this situation. Yet she gets Mm. so humiliated in front of this crowd Mm. of people. That's it. He's just trying to, like, completely sabotage their show. Mm. But, yeah, it's weird. Like you said, yeah, the audience reaction was quite harsh. But the way that the uh skillet and what's his face they delivered those like insults like mm. it was really like serious yeah yeah it's like not funny no, no. they're just like you're it a piece like, of shit <laughs> it was all directed at the sponsor mr white and his yeah. family and it was like this bitch wearing the bed sheets <laughs> yeah. we know a bed sheet when we see it yeah, <laughs> like, like it was so out of place yeah, yeah, yeah. they're quite like unusually specific <laughs> yeah insults and yeah, yeah as you said not funny like very yeah. serious and his face it was so like yeah. like just clenched up <laughs> it, was, it was it was a very odd tonal shift it's quite funny because that am I right in thinking that has no there's there's no point in that happening as well right because Mr. Y has no relevance after that is that right that is it, right. it kind of wrecks that the show right. but it but yeah. it kind of ultimately doesn't matter mm. that he insulted Mr. White, after all those kind of threats that he's gonna gonna kill them, right? Yeah, 
anyway. <laughs> it's, quite it's, all, it's all part of the grand revenge plan. Yeah. So, yeah, so the cane continues to work its magic. As as you said when we were watching it, what what's going on in this scene? Mm. Like, stuff starts sort of falling from the ceiling. Yeah. Don't know what it is. Foam. It's kind of foamish, isn't it? Something, yeah, it starts coming down. Like, fi- like fire stuff. Coming out from the table and the foam starts falling from the ceiling. Everything becomes a big, big map panic. And yeah, everyone has to try to, like, escape the venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, shit's, like, blowing up on the tables and stuff. <laughs> and that's when, like... And at that point, it's like, oh, it gets a little bit serious. Because like, with all the shit going mm-hmm. on, the fires and the explosions and the weird foam. And then there's this, like... It's like the interlaced shot of Satan just oh, yeah. laughing. Flashing, yeah, subliminal flashing. flashing. There's like blood yeah. coming out of his eyes. He's like, ah. And I was like, ooh, this is a bit, a bit of a tonal shift from the wig flying off. Yeah, it is. It's almost like it's going to be like, oh, you know, oh, PD's getting power mad sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of not. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't really matter ultimately. <laughs> After this all happens, Ted once again... Uh, you know, tries to get revenge for his, his mm. dead brother with Scarface Willie, and he's beating the shit out of Willie mm. again against like sort of an alley wall. And something really weird happens in the scene as he's sort of beating the shit out of Willie. Willie takes out a knife and stabs himself. Yeah, so odd to sort of rob him of his revenge. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty weird. It's really odd, and it wasn't even like a big fight scene. It wasn't like he was beating him to a pulp and he was yeah, like yeah. on the brink of death. He yeah. had him a guy and they, they were throwing a few punches at mm. each other and then he just suddenly pulled out a knife and he's like, he's he stabbed like, himself in the stomach. Don't take this revenge from me. What the fuck? Like, that's a bit, 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 <laughs> bit early, isn't it? Like, he's still got <laughs> fighting chance, but yeah. It's extremely weird. It was odd. Um, but yeah, then we go into hell mm. and we finally see the daughter but we don't really kind of, yeah, see yeah, yeah. her. She's behind, behind a veil. veil. Mm. Yeah, I love that she she she's watching this scene sort of play out. Mm. She sees Petey there, and she's like super into Petey. Oh Mistra. yeah, she's like he's divinely sexy, which is an aspect I fucking love about Rudy Ray Moore mm-hmm. movies because everyone just fucking loves right. like all the ladies love Rudy Ray yeah. Moore. He's I wouldn't say. He's not an unattractive man, but he's kind of a goofy man, right? Like, he's he's a little bit overweight. He's a bit dorky, but, oh. you know, everyone fucking loves him. It's great. He's, he's cool as fuck, but he's yeah. not, he's not, a, he's not the, the, the... He's not a traditional hunk. No. Yeah. He's no hunk. <laughs> he's, no, he's no traditional hunk, yeah. yeah. So now, like, so Petey Wheatstraw, he used his powers from the cane, mm-hmm. and then he gets a bit, like... Power man, yeah, yeah, and then we have the greatest, yes. uh, almost so compilation good. of him just using his cane powers. It's fucking great because it, it's it also it comes so out of nowhere. It's again a moment where you're like, what's happening? Because yeah. we cut from hell to a guy we haven't met, mm. uh, <laughs> who's like leaving his house, yeah, his sort of angry wife, yeah, and then is going to cheat on her with a woman. He has a girl waiting girl for him, waiting in, the car. him in the car. Yeah. And we're like, what's, what's this got to do with like, anything? Who the fuck is this? Like, for a start. Yeah. yeah. The wife, angry wife, comes out with a knife. She's about to kill the guy. <laughs> then Petey Wheatstraw interrupts. He's like, don't kill this man. Come on, I'll, I'll grant any wish. Yeah. What do you, what do you want? What, what do you want to happen to, mm. to your, your cheating husband? She's like, I want him to turn into a little puppy. <laughs> and Petey's like, no problem. And turns this guy yeah. into a puppy. 
<laughs> and he's still wearing the hat as well. It's <laughs> so great. It's so bonkers. And my my favorite bit of this is the woman who he was about to yeah. to cheat cheat on his wife with runs away like screaming. <laughs> and there's this amazing wide shot of her like running with her arms like about it. It's so good. It's so great. So we yeah we've got this as you said like this amazing montage yeah. of him just sort of helping people out kind of, kind of. in a way. But the sec the next one is yeah, the most bizarre. Suck. Explain what happens in that. So one. so there are these kids playing by uh, by the side of the road and playing with the ball. The ball rolls into the road. Classic cars come in and then Petey comes in with his cane, <laughs> stops the car. Brings the kid to the to the <laughs> back to safety, and ultimately saves them. And it's all like, yeah. But then he's like, he goes, "I'm gonna comb your nappy hair." <laughs> yeah, and he like whips out a comb oh, and starts combing oh. these kids. It's full on. And these they kids hate, are crying, yeah. and they're like full on crying. And he's like combing them like <laughs> this big old like comb. Yeah, it's and, really intense. But the the most bizarre thing is the shot like lingers <laughs> yeah. on this kid for the so kid, long. Right. It's like a really young kid, like maybe like five or yeah, something. Yeah, and he, he hated it. It's clearly real. Yeah. Totally real with Riri Moore combing this kid, <laughs> crying kid's hair. But as you said, the shot lingers on him yeah. kind of hunched over and freaking That's out. That's it. And it, the proper tears and all the other kids are gone. They, they, yeah. they, they finished playing. They've gone home and they're just filming this one kid like crying. He's like on all fours. He's like, Aah. I gotta say, your, your reaction to that scene was so funny because you were in his hysterics at this crying kid this horrible scene and you're just slapping your leg about it oh man it's such a great sequence and most of it is is just like Petey sort of running down the street in slow motion that's it having a great time sort of pointing his cane people dancing well the really really great you know what it's like it's like that fucking Spider-Man 3 <laughs> yeah. with Tobey Maguire when he's Dancing all emo and he's like walking yeah, yeah, down yeah. the street, like clicking and pointing and stuff. It has and that that's vibe. what he's doing. He's walking around, he's got his cane, he's like, whoosh, whoosh, yeah. and he's spinning and he's got his hands waving in the air and he's helping people. Um, <laughs> and it has that feel. <laughs> it's but, so it's, but it's already fucked up. After he combs the kid's hair, mm. there's a fat woman who can't get into a chair, so he makes her thin. And she's just like, yeah, yeah. I'm thin. Yeah. And then he, at the end, for kind of just on himself for yeah. his own amusement, he makes money raining That's from it. the sky. Rains money. Oh, it's so great. I think as well, like, Rudy Ray Moore's performance in this is why he's mm. so great. Because he's just... There's something... You can... What I like about him, no matter what the scene, you can mm. always see, like, a little smile on his face of how yeah, much yeah, he's yeah, enjoying yeah. what's happening. Oh, it's such a fun film. Oh, it's so yeah, good. It, it would have been so much fun to do. It's so great. Yeah, I love that sequence. Mm. It's it's so amazing, especially after it comes after what feels like it should be the end of the movie. Yeah, because oh, that's it. They they yeah. they they sabotage the club. I, I thought, oh, we're kind of rolling yeah, into yeah. the end. Yeah, it's but but we've still got forty more minutes after this. Oh, no. We've already been talking for an hour. <laughs> this might be a long episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Petey is enjoying his powers and he definitely doesn't want to marry Satan's ugly daughter. Mm-mm-mm. So he tries, he, he makes a plan. Yeah. He thinks oh. up of a way to how to fool the devil. It's so good. So his plan is, and again, it has no relevance ultimately on the story, this plan. No. 
we'll get to that in a moment. But basically, his, I, his, I still don't know what the story yeah. is. <laughs> so his plan is like, so he's talking to Satan on the phone, who, by the way, is in a tub in hell, oh, yeah, drinking, drinking milk, milk. <laughs> just just sitting there. He's like talking to Satan on the phone. And he's like, look, um, before the wedding, mm. my, my father told me before I get married, I should meditate. Like, my mm. dad was really into meditating. So, I want to meditate before the wedding. So, can you just leave me alone for a while while I yeah. meditate? Which is already kind of unnecessary. Out of the blue. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, then his actual plan is like, all right, we're going to make a mask. We're going to make a Petey Wheat Straw mask. We're going to find a wino. <laughs> We're going to drug that wino <laughs> by shoving a, like a, you know, a, a syringe up his butt. Well, not up his butt, but into his butt. Uh, we're going to knock him out and we're going to put a mask on this wino. Mm. And then that's going to fool Satan for a short <laughs> amount of time while they can get across the to the other side of the country. Yeah. Which seems irrelevant because, yeah. you know, we're talking about Satan here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so good. And so Jimmy makes this mask. Mm. Oh fuck, that's so funny when when he's making that mask. It's just so surreal, yeah. isn't it? The scene where they're like sitting around and <laughs> they're making this mask of Betty Wheatstraw, which looks and it's kind of like him, yeah, but also a bit shit. Like it's, it's not going to fool anyone. A mask, yeah. But then they put it on this this wino that they've uh, kidnapped yeah. essentially, and they're you know is unconscious. They put him on and it and it just looks perfect. Yeah, it's this like, is Rudy Ray Moore playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing this wino. Snap to Rudy Ray Moore on the sofa, passed out. Oh, what a great plan. It's so good. And then we hard cut yeah. into Satan, Lucifer, on a morning jog. Oh, I love that scene. In a jogging suit. Oh, that jogging suit. He looks so cool. And he's, he's like overtaking the other joggers. And they're he's all kind of like, like, yeah, nice one, Lucifer. Yeah, yeah. And again, like cool music playing, all whammies and stuff. (laughs) He's like jogging around, got some sunnies on, jogging suit. It's stuff like this that that feels like the script was written very frantically where they're like, all right, what should happen next? All right, Satan has to go and see Petey. Let's make him jog. He's going to be in a jogging suit. He's just jogging to meet him. Uh, So anyway, Satan shows up to see Petey. The wino plan has no relevance at this point. It hasn't kicked in yet. Yeah, it hasn't really kicked in. The wino is yeah. wearing this mask, but it's <laughs> unrelated. So he, he meets Petey uh, and says he's got a, a wedding gift mm. for him, which leads us to one of the best scenes of but, the movie. Oh, before we get to the scene, course, yeah, yeah. it has one of my best lines at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll go for a jog. And Petey goes... If you got to run for it, it must be something groovy. <laughs> That's pretty great. So they both run to. I love them running together yeah. as well. So we've seen Satan running, and then <laughs> you get Speedy, and they leave, and they're both like jogging. Oh fuck! It's so good. It's That's so great. Essentially, jog to an abandoned building. Do you know something? I've just realized from looking at my notes. There's something fucking hilarious that happens in this place that i totally forgot about right so they when they show up at this abandoned building mm. it's i think it's an abandoned funeral home right so they, <laughs> they like rip down the condemned thing mm. they go into this room and uh but we're greeted instantly by this sort of freak hunchback it's, it's character like quasimodo it's i swear quasimodo to god guy. yeah it's just there and and pd wheatstraw makes a joke about it being satan's son yeah yeah 
<laughs> it's, it's like it's like if you, if you if you're struggling to find someone to marry your yeah. daughter, you got no luck trying to find someone to marry your son. But that hunchback is totally irrelevant. I yeah. just realized that that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, it's completely unnecessary. This guy just comes in, but he's like, he's like full on Quasimodo. It's amazing. Anyway, so Satan's present is uh, basically <laughs> he goes behind a curtain. Yeah, yeah, he just that. leaves and that's he it. He walks in and says hey, and then leaves immediately. It's totally like... random. So they got that guy dressed up yeah. as a hunchback. For that moment. He must that, have, what, 10, five, 10 seconds of oh, screen time? That's so great. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Satan's Satan's present is a bachelor party. Yeah. For uh, for P.D. Waitstraw with all these demon girls. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then we move into just the funniest fucking sequence. <laughs> do you want to talk about this bit? Yeah, sure. Why not? So, um, so yeah, he says, welcome to your bachelor party. And it's like Satan does a click. It's like, bam. And suddenly it's like, pop, all these like mm. half naked girls Demon appear. babes. Demon babes. And they've got these really weird fucking horns on as well. Yeah. The horns are odd. Yeah, They're not even like spiky. They look like little like marshmallows stuck onto <laughs> their forehead. And um, and then commences one of the greatest sex scenes ever. Yes. So it's Outrageous like- Outrageous orgy. It's the, so bizarre, but it's so like fast. It's all like zooms in yeah. and out. And Petey, like, staring at the camera, yeah, laughing. Looking back, like, yeah. He's like, yeah. It's like that American psycho scene with, yeah. <laughs> with Bateman, like, flexing and be like, ooh, yeah. like, looking at himself in the mirror. He's like, Petey Wishaw staring at the camera, laughing. And then there's, like, frantic zooms yeah, in yeah, on yeah. Satan's face, like a picture. <laughs> And, oh, there's all, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> in and out. And there's all these legs, legs up in the up air. But we just like eating out all these girls <laughs> and like coming up for air and looking at the camera laughing. <laughs> it's so wildly unerotic. Like there's nothing yeah. sexy about this scene, which makes it all the all the more funny, really. Very odd. It's very fast. It's very frantic. But those Satan zoom shots oh, are great. It's so good. It's yeah. so great. So, yeah, but... Again, a scene that's completely irrelevant, really. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no purpose to this. So we, after this irrelevant orgy scene, we we go back to the wino. Finally, the so now it's time to put the plan into, into motion. action. Yeah. yeah. So all these um, fairly frightening demons mm. come to to take the the wino away. And this is my favorite, one of my favorite things is that they they take the wino. So they've worked really hard on mm. this plan, right? Mm. They grab the wino. He instantly wakes up in the back of this car with, with these demons dri- driving. Freaks out, takes the mask off, and they're like, ah, it was a trick. Like, what was the point and of that And he just runs off, and that's it, done. Saves no time mm. at all. Yeah. <laughs> so Satan is... There was so much time spent on making that plan. A lot of fucking time. And it's over in an instant. Once, once the plan actually gets started, mm. goes into action, they get him in the car, and he wakes up. And he's like, oh, yeah. oh, oh. And they take off the mask. He's, like, he's, he's out. Goes, he's out yeah. immediately. <laughs> totally irrelevant, but also great. Yeah. <laughs> so the the wedding's ruined. the The daughter is furious. Satan is fucking pissed off. Yeah. He causes an earthquake, and I think it's Nell's apartment. It's always the the you know uh, Petey's assistant's yeah, yeah. apartment. And she's always fucking going on about it. Yeah. She's like, oh, my apartment. Well, I mean, understandable, mate. You know, if your apartment was constantly getting fucked up because of Petey Weedstraw, you'd be pretty pissed off too, I'd imagine. Oh, I wouldn't be his assistant anymore, would I? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Satan causes this big kind of earthquake mm. in the apartment. 
uh, Petey kind of protects himself with his cane and a bit of kung fu as well. well that's what more holding his come cane. in, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All the the demons like invade the the club at that point, right? He sort of goes to the club. The demons come in. Mm. It's kind of disturbing makeup on those demons too. And they're su- it's surprisingly good. Yeah, it like, cranks up the horror yeah. at this point, which is you, pretty you, cool. You say that, you say that, but <laughs> the costumes are so incredibly yeah. shit. Like they're in like little like like yeah, tights, yeah, yeah. little like like different colors. Like, sometimes sometimes they're orange tights or purple mm. tights, and they have got these little shitty capes on, and it's mm. like pure dollar store yeah, Halloween yeah. costumes. Have you watched Bottom before? Oh my god, I made a note of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like it that Bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that Halloween episode in Bottom. <laughs> I made that exact <laughs> fucking hilarious. note. Yeah, that's too, too funny. Yeah, there's a great episode of Bottom, the Halloween one, oh, where so Rick Mail's dressed up as a, so as a devil, good. and it looks like that. It right? does. It does. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really. That's, <laughs> really that's, glad we made the exact same comparison. That's very funny that we're we're in sync yeah. for that. Yeah, Satan also goes full Satan. He turns into his his ultimate form. Yeah, which is just a, a beard that goes from his head well, down he, around his his uh you know from his head down yeah. to his his chin. But he's a bit he's, more like goat goat like, yeah, isn't he? He's yeah, got the goat ears and the goat horns, and uh, he's got some sort of like you know powdery makeup on his face yeah, yeah, yeah. as well at that point as well. So yeah, the the demons attack the club. Mm. They fight them off. Uh, the demons again come to Nell's apartment. <laughs> There's a whole lot of kung fu. The fight then sort of moves out to the streets. Yeah, it's all like very chaotic at, at this point. It's quite confusing because because it, it is very low budget. It's not mm. very well lit. Uh, but at one point, Satan and his mates uh, capture Nell. And they've got right. her up on the roof. Yeah, it takes it took me a while to kind of realize that because you can't really see because yeah, yeah. it's like all in a wide shot sure mm. uh it's not not super clear and at this point uh rudy ray moss starts doing this amazing thing do you know what do you know what i'm talking about here with it is it the ladder not the, the ladder. ladder the head wobble oh that he starts doing so throughout this sort of sequence it's like rudy ray moss kind of is like mm. oh wouldn't it be funny if i started doing this like head wobble yeah, yeah so he's yeah. like moving his head side to side this cool little move <laughs> And he does it a lot, but only at the end, really. It's great. It's like his finishing move kind of thing. Yeah. So, as you said, he he puts a ladder up against the building, which clearly wouldn't be able to reach the roof. But then we just sort of cut to him up on the roof and uh, does his amazing little head dance when he gets up the top. And, uh, yeah, starts to fight Satan on the rooftop here, which is a pretty great sequence. It's awesome. Great and shit at the same time. And that, and then we get the uh, the weird like kung fu gobble gobble noises mm. back in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, very weird shit going on there. He ends up uh, he ends up fighting Satan, picking him up and throwing him off the building. Oh yeah, Satan kind of bursts into flames. Yeah, sort of just before he throws him off. Right, it's it, well, there's like there's like this weird animated like flash bang sequence. Like it's like Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes. Yeah, it's like, yeah, wow, yeah. Like like. The weird, like, like zigzag, like in Mad Foxes. Yeah, you, you've got a knack for yeah. choosing these strange. That's why I chose it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's you know, it seems that he's he's beaten Satan at this point, right? How you throw him off a building? Yeah. How does that kill throw, Satan? Throw Satan off a building. Yeah. But and, during this mm, fight, though, um, Nell realizes mm, that she's left her oh, pants yeah. at home. Very important. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, I gotta go back, I gotta get my pants and my makeup and my stuff, and so let's just leave 
Peter here for a while. We'll come pick him up again later. So they drive off. Mm-mm. Then he, he throws Satan off the roof. And he thinks, well, we're, we're, we're all well and done now. Satan's been defeated. Weedy's like, I did it. I fucking killed Satan. Yeah, he's like stoked about yeah. killing Satan. And he does the little head walls. Probably got some wah-wah pedal playing at the same time. And so he gets off the roof. And at this point, Nell and the crew are back. Or so we think. Yeah. yeah. But they're they're on the other side of the street. Dun, so he dun, gets dun. into a car that looks exactly the same, I mm. guess. <laughs> but in the car, of course, Satan's still alive. Ah. He threw him off a building. He's going to survive that. Satan's in there with Satan's daughter. And we finally ah. see her face. Yeah. Which is legitimately mm. pretty fucked. It, it looks like she took a gunshot to the head. It's really disturbing yeah. makeup. Like her... <laughs> Like, her whole kind of nose is is not there, mm. right? I kind of expected it to look like the demon kind of guy is, like, kind of a burnt-looking face. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But no, it's, like, pretty disturbing yeah. kind of makeup. And we end on an amazing freeze frame of Rudy Ray Moore screaming <laughs> and roll credits. <laughs> what a great hey. Oh, man. I... I really, I love this movie so much. Mm. It's it's my favorite Rudy Ray Moore movie by far. I feel like it's not really talked about as much as his other films, right. but it is just so consistently hilarious and out of control. Totally it was unpredictable. Completely mad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still don't know what it was about. Yeah. But it's great. It was. It was. It was great. It was. It was. Uh... It was so much fun, even if like, like, even though it was clearly low budget and some of the scenes were, they're clearly shit. Yeah. <laughs> like even the action scenes, like the Kung Fu type yeah, scenes, yeah, yeah. like everything is shot on a wide mm. angle, like far away from anything. So there's never any of like close up shots. Yeah, yeah. There's never anything which is really that exciting, even yeah. the in the exciting scenes, but just like the whole like being baffled by everything yeah. like, okay so now he's like doing kung fu on demons now and, yeah. and they're in like right. spandex tights and shit and he threw satan off building you it's, everything is is quite shit yeah yeah but it was so entertaining yeah yeah and but it wasn't that like it's so bad it's good genre mm, it was actually good in its own way definitely like, definitely yeah. it wasn't like that b movie kind of shitness i feel yeah i feel like it's yeah, I'm kind of weird with that whole, like, you know, so bad it's good yeah. kind of thing. Because I think it gets, like... Uh, it gets old quick, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and I, yeah, it's definitely... it's For me, it's just a great movie. Mm. It's, like, they knew... It, it's meant to be a comedy, and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, it, it holds up so well. Mm. Uh, as you say, of course it's, like shit around the edges but yeah. it's it's really got a heart of gold this film i think and just i love rudy rudy raymore he's just mm. so so damn funny yeah and i and i really do think after this you've got to see dolomite and you should watch that the uh yeah dolomite is my name as well it's great it's so good <laughs> I, in terms of uh the wrongometer <laughs> Oh, so, so this is this is kind of a, a you know as we said before it's kind of a different you know it's it's kind of a, a weird choice right I yeah. chose this more because it, it's wrong in the way that it's so out of control and unpredictable yeah. yeah not so much it's not an offensive movie in any way really 
well, I guess if you're easily offended, it could I, be. I, but... I feel like yeah, and even in amongst like the black exploitation films, not mm. that I'm, I'm, I've seen that many, but it's probably on the lighter note. Yeah, it's definitely lighter, but it, but it's also, I think, one of the more out of control films mm. in this genre for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what what's your wrongometer rating. <laughs> I will get to that. Before I get to that, I've got mm. one thing. So, I don't know if you knew this or if you noticed this, but watching the credits, I saw that um, Satan's daughter mm. was actually played by Nell, the same actress as oh, Nell. Oh, really? And I wonder if that was a choice because she was kind of like the love interest throughout the sure, movie as sure, well. Sure, sure, mm. Yeah. And I thought if... I mean, it could have just very much been a budgetary <laughs> choice because <laughs> it's not like they have like a ton of cast but um i thought it was an interesting choice to have Nell play the uh the satan's daughter which would have mm, been the, the, mm, the bride mm. um that was one thing but yeah the, the wrong ometer so how wrong is this film who it's so wrong because <laughs> I, like i said i don't know what this is about is it's about a a guy who a, a comedian who Satan <laughs> who was born at 10 years old and <laughs> that's the best thing to remember about it it begins with that outrageous yeah. birth scene which kind of sets the kind of insane tone for, yeah. for the rest of the film that's it it's not an offensive film it's not even even the horror scenes like of of him fighting Satan and the demons coming, the grotesque makes it's not a, a grotesque or even scary film. The um, even the erotic scenes, like the orgy, they're not mm. even that like yeah, yeah. explicit. It's like Benny Hill yeah. erotic <laughs> eroticism. Yeah. So on a, on a level of a, of like offensiveness, it, it ranks pretty low. But just the level of wrongness, like like who was this made for? <laughs> Oh, it's, it's, it's ranking up there. It's bloody high. It's bloody high. Because I still don't know what it was about. <laughs> yeah. It'd be... Ooh, nine. Yeah. Nine, yeah. I reckon. I think... I think like, I'm, I'm, I'm on mm, like eight, nine-ish, but probably yeah, yeah, closer yeah. to a nine. I think I'm gonna go for an eight. Yeah. Just because it's at least fairly consistent mm-hmm. in the level of insanity it has. It's uh, not like a up and down kind of thing like yeah, like yeah, yeah. mad foxes but it yeah i think it does mostly other than the kid getting killed <laughs> have like a tonal consistency right well, yeah Christ. but yeah it is a totally unpredictable mm. crazy mm. movie so mm. it it definitely has to rank pretty high yeah <laughs> jesus christ yeah i think yeah i i, 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 <laughs> I have no idea about it man it's mm. It's it's not like anything I've ever seen before. That's mm. definitely for sure. I do, yeah, highly recommend checking out the rest of his filmography as well. And he plays like a similar character amongst all the films. Pretty, yeah, he's he's basically in everything he's in. Yeah, he's essentially that that character. But he doesn't direct, and the director changes from film to film. Uh, from what I just I just had a look at the back yeah, of the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the DVD covers. I think um, he. Yeah, I don't think he's directed. I could be wrong. Like, mm. I'm not sure. But, like, I don't think he's directed any of his own sort of things. But I think he's, like, heavily involved mm. in the, the production. Mm. It's very much, like, his film. Yeah. Like, he... It's, yeah, his stamp mm. on all of his films. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know who I would recommend this to. And I don't know mm. if I were to recommend to someone how I would go about recommending this. 
Mm. Other than it's a fucking weird film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's about a kung fu comedian who fights the devil. Yeah. If you put it into a sentence, it's, it's a kung mm. fu comedian who fights the devil. I think you're right in the sense that his film Dolomite, his first film, mm. is much more, uh, what's the word, palatable mm. in the sense that it's still pretty crazy mm. and wild, but it's like a black exploitation film. Mm. It's a comedy. Whereas this film. You know, as you said, it starts with, uh, you know, a 10-year-old boy being birthed and ends with Satan being thrown off a rooftop. It's, it's just a totally wild yeah. kind of film. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely, in some way, it's my favorite film by his, but it's also, by him, but it's also his least uh, accessible in a mm. way in terms of recommending it. I kind of wish there was more films like this, though. Like, mm. I, I love films of just, like, random dudes fight Satan. Yeah, it's, it's so it's much great. fun. Yeah, it is an inc- it's an incredibly fun film. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, you need to find the right person to recommend it to. <laughs> I, doubt, I doubt I have those people. Yeah. Are that kind of person in my life. <laughs> All right, so... Jesus Christ, yeah. Okay, so... What have we got? coming up next week it's your turn to choose so next time yeah uh next week ne- next week is it a weekly thing well anyway next time next we'll time next time we'll see Let's next, see next time <laughs> next time uh the film i have chosen is the infernal rapist <laughs> quite a horrific title <laughs> i um i the last one i did was uh, uh writhing tongue which was mm. just was uh, you know traumatic Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought I'd uh, shift the tones. And although it sounds quite horrendous, mm. The Infernal Rapist, and in some ways it is, but in other ways it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know absolutely nothing about this film outside of the title, so mm. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, good. All right. Good stuff. Join you next time for The Infernal Rapist. <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible way to end. <laughs> Follow show me something wrong on Twitter at SNSW Podcast, please, please, please.